Oh, welcome everybody to Jewels by Jewels. Oh, this is great. I love this name. <laughs> Jewels by Jewels. I love this name. And as we've been talking about, this is segment number two about boundaries in dating. Ooh. And today... I think I might need a drink for this one. <laughs> and today, uh, my special guest, Rochelle... And Andrew Holmes. So everyone just welcome Rochelle and Andrew we Holmes. Hear you welcoming us. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get right into you the question. You better do it. So the first question I have for you guys is did you date anyone prior to dating each other? Yes. You wanna elaborate? Um, I the last time I had somebody that I called a boyfriend mm -hmm. was maybe high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I dated other guys, like, but not, like, what? They were scallywags. When, no, whenever it got time Sorry. to be, like, make it official, uh -huh. I just knew, I would just know, like, this is this not this my that. husband, and there would always be something that would be like, oh, no, you know, we just, we keep talking. Yeah. But I just, I couldn't bring myself to make it official with anybody, because I just, I just knew I just knew it wasn't the right thing. Yeah. So, yeah. You did? So you did? I courted. You courted? I courted. Oh, but wow, this is, this is, I know this, but not to this extent. Should okay. I answer now? Yeah. So, yes, I dated before Rochelle, 100%. Um, there's a little testimony mixed in there now mm -hmm. uh, because I, you know, I didn't always have my head on straight. Mm -hmm. And um, so funny, I dated like like in high school and and I was in this relationship. And when I got out of this relationship, I'm going all the way back to high school, listen to me. Um, I said, the next girl that I date will be the girl that I marry. And mm -hmm. I confessed it with my mouth. And um, throughout the rest of high school, I, you know, I had, like, girls that I would talk to, or it wasn't courting at all. Well, isn't that the same as talking I don't to? know, because this was not Christian. Um, uh, it mine was like, wasn't Christian, so talking. We were talking to. It wasn't courting, because uh, my intention wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to have a future with, with them. Right. I just wasn't in a place with God to, like, to say no, or, or I don't know, that you have to really be led. I wasn't in a place with God to be able to make the distinction, right? Mm -hmm. I was kind of more hungry for the camaraderie of, of the opposite sex more than, you know, saying, okay, God, should I date her? I kind of just disregarded that process. Right. Um, but I talked to a bunch of girls throughout high school and college, and um, when I kind of reeled myself back in uh, in college, and I, I just stopped all the, the uh, tomfoolery, um, immediately, literally like the same night that I said, God, I'm done. I'm done with, you know, everything the world has to offer. Um, I started to catch feelings mm. for Rochelle. So, I, in a sense, yes, I did date before her. But also, in a sense, um, when I aligned myself, like, and I just really committed to God, I didn't really want want to um, <laughs> other than her. So, hopefully okay. that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, that actually <clears throat> boils down to my second question. Because you said you caught feeling, catch feelings whatever feelings you caught in the net. How did you guys meet? <laughs> How did you meet? 
Oh How did you guys gosh. meet? This is such a hard question to it answer is because, because it's like, it's we knew each other for forever. so long. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I was really close with his sis, both his sisters. Sisters, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so his oldest sister was like a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. And then his, his other older sister, like second oldest sister, her and I, we're up, we're like two. Very similar in mm-hmm. Okay. No, Rochelle and I are two. I'm glad you said plus. That's something that's a sensitive subject for for us. Um, but anyway. So he, he, me and his sister, uh-huh. second oldest sister, about the same age. And so I was at his house all the time. Yeah, I spent the night at his house like every uh-huh. like every couple weekends because I was with his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that goes back to like high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I knew them in middle school, but I got really close to the family in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's more a matter of like when we started dating, because I can't even tell you when we met. I just feel like I've, I almost feel like I've always known you. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> we, it's funny. We actually grew up and we didn't know this, like six houses away from each other. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, um. And then I moved uh, to another city, and, and then my earliest memories of her, like, like knowing her, was when uh, she was with my sister, hanging out. And then we also, we, we shared some common ground. We did uh, music together mm-hmm. um, for a CD, and um, that's when I kind of remember, like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. She kind of was just, you know, my sister's friends, and yeah. oh, kind of cute, you know, whatever. So we were in the middle of, like, recording and he, I don't know, you said that in the studio. There was one day in the studio you yeah. looked at me, and there was there was something different in his eye one day uh, in the yeah, studio. And I, I was like, was why is very, he looking at me like that? It was very preliminary because, yeah. I, just, I don't know, I just caught mm. something. I was like, hmm. And then we went out That's to strange. Pennsylvania to do an event for his college. <clears throat> and then oh, this the is first funny. night, this is he decided to big time. And pay for everybody's I'm in dinner. college. He's in college. You know, I'm like 20 something. There had to be 20, like 20. How many of us? There was like uh, at least like 18 people. And he was like, I'm paying for everyone's dinner. It. I got it. And he kept looking at me as he said he was paying for everyone's dinner. And I was like, well, what's going on here? And so. That was a heavy, that was a heavy, that was a heavy bill. So it was. I, I, I always identified back to that weekend because then there was another guy who came on the trip with us and like sisters were trying to play matchmaker. She had some. Yeah, they were trying to play matchmaker. <laughs> and I remember and he when was they so told me, mad the whole weekend. I was like, why him? Like, he's Just a waste of breath. And all kinds what is, of stuff. What is it? But he was a really lovely man. He was a lovely man. After all that. Like, yeah, but but when it, if I with her, no, nah, he's a. He's and a I just remember guy. thinking like. Why, why is he so upset about this, you know? You, and in all fairness, you're clueless. I'm not clueless. No, you're clueless, in all fairness. Well, anyways. You feelings, that's the whole point. Anyway. Sorry, we're so off topic. So, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How long is it? So, okay, so then we came home. Oh, out of space? <laughs> oh, so then I came home oh, with what? everybody else. He stayed in Pennsylvania. And then, I'm just going to shorten it. Then, long story short, he started randomly texting me. Yes, texting um, and playing words with friends. Words with friends. And, uh, and draw, draw something. something. That was nice. He found me on his little game. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then... And um, instead of, like, going out and going to college debauchery and clubs and parties mm-hmm. and all that, I just... I stayed home and I... Yeah, that whole interaction... 
fractured happened his like leading into his senior year where he got injured and couldn't play anymore. Uh-huh. And so he was just home all the time. And so we ended up just texting. I mean, all the time. All day, and then, every day. And Can you please tell them? Here, I'm going to do a little something. No, because you're running no, out of time. Quick. Are we running out of time? Let's do it. Let her decide. It's not your camera. <laughs> so um, I'm going to do something it. real quick. I want you to tell them about how often we communicated and your conclusion from the frequency of our communication. It's pitiful. What? Tell them how often we communicated. All the time. And your conclusion. You just thought that I was just trying to talk, just be a friend to you. Oh, yeah. I was wow. like, I was like, oh, wow. we're just being really good friends. Oh. And, <laughs> oh, thank um, you. He, he's like, you know what? He's being right. He went to get Julia a chair. Um, anyway, so we communicated all the time, but I wasn't really sure... And I'm going to be honest, the reason why I wasn't sure, and maybe some of you can identify with this, the reason I wasn't sure is because I didn't want to allow myself to be sure. Mm-hmm. At this fair. point, I was like... That's fair. And You like, had some broken hearts. And, I, like, I, I, growing, I never felt like the girl who got the guy, you know right. what I mean? Like, I, my self-esteem was a lot lower than, I didn't mm-hmm. really, like, I didn't feel like... I just felt like this small, skinny, dark girl who mm. wasn't the girl that gets the guy. Right. And in my mind, like, he was the guy. He's, like, the football player. Mm-hmm. He's really attractive. He's, like, he's funny. He's outgoing. Like, for me, everybody, you know, and yeah. he's not everybody's thing. You know, some people don't like light skin. Right. But for me, right. <laughs> he was, was, you know. The, it was, I was her love language. He was oh, my love language. Yes. Um, uh-huh. But so he represented like the guy. And I viewed myself as the girl who doesn't get the guy. Right. So I was like, okay, he can't possibly be texting me because he likes me. Right. He just texts me because he's bored and we're, you know, I'm good friends with his sister and, you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, he moved home. I don't need no new friends. <laughs> He moved home, and we started hanging out, and the rest was history. History. All right. So I'm going to dabble, tap on top that. Yeah, just tap dance on that one. Tap dance on that one a little bit. Because you guys said a whole lot going on right there. Um, Sorry. No, 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 because it kind of pulls into some of the questions I have, and it's just like, yes, they tap dance on all of them. So what? Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to find out, so you guys started, obviously started dating. He started texting, you felt, uh, yeah. And you finally felt like he, he likes yeah. me, right? Mm-hmm. So what boundaries did you guys start to, because both of you are, were in ministry at one point. Yeah. Ministry, yeah. Yep. ministry yeah. doing worship and stuff like that. Yeah. What boundaries did you guys put in place immediately when you guys started so, dating? Yeah, let me kind of, let me, <laughs> like, let, me <laughs> let me speak on this one. So. I'm more of like a rule bender. Um, I like, I, it's because of my mom. I was never, it's her fault. I'm like Minister Debbie. Um, I just, whenever I, whenever I felt like, uh, like rules, I, I felt like I was claustrophobic. I felt like my yeah. personal rights okay. were being taken. Right. Um, and that's not a good thing. I'm not supporting that thing. Right. It's, that's actually not right. That was a twist in my mind. But... Um, we, we had, uh, put some rules in place. We tried to stick to like certain time mm-hmm. curfews, um, which, and, and to be honest with you, it wasn't really successful in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we broke our own rules all, all the, the time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because again, 
I was like, eh, rules are stupid. <laughs> um, in yeah. this scenario. Yeah. And I really, and here's the thing, like, she was different from a lot of the girls that I had been in relationships with. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, Christian, we listen to worship music together. <laughs> like, we pray. Mm-hmm. We talk about God. Like, these rules gotta be broken. You know? Yeah. We so, weren't praying together, though. No, we weren't. We weren't praying together, but if there were people around, oh, like, yeah. we would worship. And like, oh, yeah. This was, it's not like we were going to, like, downtown Miami and, and, like, having a night. We just, we would get together with friends. We would worship. We'd do music and, and um, you know, and prayer was a part of that. But yeah. No, we didn't pray alone because that's, like, a no-no, right? Don't yeah. pray alone because of the intimacy thing. But anyway, we 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 did have boundaries. The curfew, the time was a big one. Um and also uh, physical boundaries, like um, putting things in place where, like, we don't want to get too hot and heavy and, like, be stuck in a situation and compromise our, our faith and uh, compromise working towards being pure in our marriage. And um, one of the biggest helps we had that is unexpected, was completely unexpected, mm-hmm. was her dad. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Right. I'll never admit this to him. Never admit. So don't whoever's watching this, don't you dare tell. <laughs> don't you tell him. Um, we were so mad because she was 26 at the time. Yeah. I had lived on my own in college. Like I'm coming home thinking like I'm a free range chicken, mm-hmm. and um, her dad is like, I I want her home at one o'clock, and I'm like, what? I'm too grown to be having a curfew. One o'clock. What? That's like that's when we get to the second level of our prayer meeting. That's when the Holy Spirit starts to show up. You false prophet. <laughs> so no, but it, seriously, seriously, it was good. It was good it was because in times past, like like when we realized, like oh man, like it's this is like if if we continue down this road, like mm-hmm. we might not make it. Like we're really, you know, you have that bond, that attraction for each other. Nothing good happened past midnight. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Holy sure. Spirit gonna come. You're probably gonna chase him away. <laughs> right. With those right. eyes you got. So anyway, her dad putting that curfew in was a huge help to us. But I'd say, yes, we did put boundaries, physical boundaries and time boundaries. Yeah. And one thing his mom said in the beginning that really stuck with me and helped, she was like, Listen, nobody's above it. Nobody's yeah. and like at first I was like, ah. But but it was so good, especially hearing it from from her too, to recognize because sometimes People will make you believe, like, you know, like, you'll never fall or you'll never whatever, like, as long as you're, like, really getting to the Lord. And and that, I think, in a, in a sense, that is true, like, the depth of your relationship with the Lord and how much you want to serve and honor Him. But I think even the most devoted to the Lord, like, if you put yourself in certain situations, you know, like, that's why the Bible talks about temptation all the time. So that was really helpful to remember, like, listen, no one's above it. So I think if there's anything we could go back to, you know, that we could do different if I could share to somebody. It's just like, I'm learning now. I'm like, it's just a discipline. Yeah. Like, I just Stick wish, to it. I just wish we would have just it. disciplined ourselves yeah. more, you yeah. know, because we had our boundary. We never went too far to the point of like, like, oh, man we're going to regret this, like, on our, like, our wedding day was, like, our first yeah, time we, together. We, yeah, we made and it. And so that we're proud to say that, right. but that's not to say that there weren't times where, like, we, we knew, like, okay, maybe we went to, or maybe we crossed the line, and so I think, I think if there's anything we would, we could have done different, or for anything, any advice I could say, like, whatever you stick to, 
it is a discipline and you're not gonna like it sometimes you're not gonna enjoy it but if you can just like make a decision and a commitment like this is what I'm gonna do and we're not breaking this mm -hmm. and not to say that you you won't that you're gonna be perfect but just to remember like it's a discipline it you have discipline. to discipline yourself and it's it. not it's not it's crazy because there's two paradigms you have like I'm so attracted and I have these good feelings for the person that I'm in this relationship with. Mm -hmm. And the other paradigm is that you don't want to be led mm -hmm. by those feelings. You don't want to give, you want to give place to those feelings, but at the right time and place. And the right time and place is on your wedding night. It's, mm -hmm. it's being married. Mm -hmm. It's exchanging that and knowing that you finished, you ran the race and you finished well. And, yeah. and as it pertains to your, to your marriage, um, and knowing that it's worth it, like, mm -hmm. it's just, it, it is worth, in our relationship, it is worth it. And, yeah. and there's, I'm not like, I'm glad we didn't live together. I'm glad we, we bought a house together yeah. before we were married. So that took discipline too. And we, you know, and here he moved we, in, moved and it was, house, oh, like, and, down the street from my, where I live, my Right, and house. she's got, she owns a home and she's got a one o'clock curfew. What? Like, this doesn't make sense. Right. But it did, it did. It did help us, and it, and it was worth it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna take all what you just said and just all what you just said and say this question. Yes. Um, so this is for other people who are currently dating, okay. and they have. This is the, the question I'm asking: is for people who are currently dating, and they've crossed those boundaries. And some of those boundaries, and I'm not talking as going as far as probably mm -hmm. getting totally intimate, but they've broken those those boundaries but how would you help them in that specific time of not feeling that they're condemned because sometimes you automatically get in that you set this purity contract and you set these boundaries and you break it and you automatically feel condemned what would you tell that individual how to get out of that condemnation please you know what i'm saying let me answer. You go first. Feel every ounce of that condemnation and remember what that feeling is like afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the next time you want to cut up, you can be like, oh. I can't deal with that because those emotions are too much for me. Right. That was like a big thing for me. I was like, no, I like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing this because I can't handle the weight of those feelings afterwards. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. So I'm not doing that. Um, so I would say, number one, like, don't live in it. Don't fester. Of course, ask for forgiveness. Of course, repent and receive the forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But don't just be like, ah, I'm good. I can ask for forgiveness. Like, feel that. Like, feel the Allow yourself to feel the conviction. Allow yourself not to the feel. Guilt. Not feel the, the not conviction. The, not the, not the guilt. guilt. But allow yourself to feel the conviction. Mm -hmm. Because you know that there's a better way of doing life. Mm -hmm. um, and number two, um... Figure out, like, maybe you need a season. I think we took two weeks of Yeah, but we didn't see each other. So we took two, like, when we realized, like, okay, our boundaries aren't working, and let's be preventative, because we know that if we keep down this path, like, we... And we were yeah. just familiar with, like, yeah. the night, you know, it would just progress, and then this is the time where we get all cuddly, and, like, yeah. and then we just knew that after that point, like, it's like... You're yeah. kind of compromised a bit, you know? Yeah, so what what we decided, we were like, all right, well, in married couples, the Bible says sometimes need to take a season away to pray, yeah. then maybe we just need to take, like, we, that's what we did. We were like, we just need to fast from each other. Yes, you know what we I mean? did so a fast. We, we did a fast from each other. Because we did, we wanted, like, you'd want food. We wanted food. We wanted, you know. We wanted to see each other, and it was more like, 
we were just, this is part of it too, like, we just found ourselves consumed with each other. Like, every night we were together. Every, mm-hmm. and not, and like, sometimes we were just eating dinner together, watching a show, but like, there was this need to be together. And mm-hmm. like, we just felt like it was unhealthy to need at to. At that point in time. At that point. Because we couldn't, like, we needed it, we wanted it, but there's like, it's, it's almost like when Jesus talks about, like, uh, coveting, right? Like, you want something so bad that you know you can't have. That's really what lust yeah. is. Yeah. Lust isn't just a sexual desire. Yeah. It's wanting something so bad that you can't have. Yeah. Right. And it kind of controls you. And um, he, used to, he used to equate it to be like um, revving up your truck in the driveway and never going anywhere. Right. And you're just Starting uh, your car away. Yeah, you're just revving it up. you just, just wasting it. Yeah, that's good. And, um, and that, that, used to, that image used to stick with me, too, but... Um, yeah, we decided, we were like, we just need to fast from each other. So we did for two weeks. Mm-hmm. We, we just did Boy, that was long no hard. And we called yeah. each other. We talked, but. We do that thing, you know, where you. Don't fall asleep on the phone. <laughs> I can hear you breathing. <laughs> are, are you, hello, are you awake? <laughs> Except with her, it wasn't like, no. It was like. <laughs> I can't hang up. Y'all, I get she tired at night. And that's it for me. Um. But yeah, so that was, I would say those two things, like allow yourself to feel the conviction, not guilt, not shame, not condemnation, but feel, feel that. Feel that this is identified as wrong. That's okay. You don't have to run away from things being wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you repent, receive his forgiveness. You don't have to live in shame. You know, it is what it is. But feel that conviction so you don't do it again. Um, And if you need a season apart, take that time. Yeah, I'd answer, if we ever go too long, just say um if uh i would answer like i i kind of i process things a little differently than she does mm-hmm. um my brain works a little bit differently i knew in those moments like that we felt like we went too far um i would uh i would say i would make it i would say i need to change like there's something in me that needs to change i need to make a personal change i wasn't i didn't i wasn't a really big uh person on feeling the conviction because I, I mean I, or feeling it feeling the weight of it because it just kind of it would make me upset mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I didn't that wasn't that would just make me be angry and want to mess around more you know right. what I mean um but what I did was I just came to a resolve and I'd say okay something I'd examine my life and say something needs to change and when I say mess around I don't mean like mess around I mean like we just got cuddly and we didn't we knew that at this point <laughs> My truck's revved up, and I don't want to go any further. Um, I felt like I had to clarify that. Lest somebody be like, oh, messing around, okay? Right. <laughs> that means it's you. Okay. And just clarify it. But I'd examine myself and I'd say, okay, what can I change? Like, there's a point in your evening or your day, whatever it looks like when you're spending time with the person that you love, where you're like, oh, oh, now I should probably peel back. Now I should probably, like, there's that... The Holy Spirit is so delicate and so kind, and he's like, okay, this is the point where, like, it's just time to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where was that moment at? Mm -hmm. Was it after we ate dinner and I'm feeling comfortable? Like, she cooked this nice dinner, and I'm like, that's my love language. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Life is going to be so great together. Let's (laughs) sit on the couch together like we you know, watch the TV like we were. And the Holy Spirit was like, after dinner, you should have left. But you stayed. So it's not necessarily like, like um, oh, we gotta put this. Um, for me, it was not like oh, we gotta, 
we got to put this boundary in at this time. It's like, just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and honestly trust that he's speaking to you because he cares about your relationship. And don't feel like it's over if you screw up. Everybody screws up. What you really need to uh, measure or what you really need to examine is what are you going to do after that? Mm -hmm. You know, what, 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 what actions are you taking after that? God's so faithful to forgive. That doesn't mean we exploit grace or we exploit his mercy. It means that now we have the opportunity to show God, hey, I'm going to be a good steward of this relationship. Mm-hmm. You've trusted me with this relationship, so my response to you is to steward it well. And I'm going to make a decision that from here on out, um, after dinner, when I'm feeling like this woman is my wife, she's not my wife. And I have to go, that's, right. that's mine. That's good. That's some good stuff. Even for me. <clears throat> not and I'm not there yet, but that's some good stuff. I like it. It's good it's just good stuff. It's good stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. Alright, so this is my final question for you guys. Because you guys kinda covered like a lot of the questions. I didn't even have to ask. That's a common way of saying y'all took it. No, that's not all over this all over it. You're so funny. Alright, so here's the question. Um it's a two-fold question. Okay. But I'm going to let ladies go first. It's Please. A, each question is a quick question. You're just going to give the, men, the male perspective, and oh, you're going to cool. give the women's perspective. So, <laughs> so what advice would you give a single woman mm-hmm. who's currently in the looking for dating scene? Well, not really looking because, you know, the guy has to pursue the woman, right? Mm-hmm. But what advice would you tell her to put as a boundary? Mm-hmm. around herself so she doesn't get missed or mess up in that aspect and what else what advice will you give a woman who's currently dating the mm-hmm. type of boundaries basically what's the best boundary or the strongest boundary because we can have a lot of boundaries mm-hmm. but if that one crucial one mm-hmm. can cut like could mess everything up because it's a domino effect mm-hmm. so what would you think that crucial boundary? So the crucial boundary for someone who's single and waiting to be found. Found. And someone who's dating someone they think they're going to marry? Yes. Okay. I would say when you're like single, single, guard your heart. Good. That was the biggest thing. And I can only speak from my experience. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything I could do different, it's guard my heart. And this looks like a lot of practical things. Um, like if you are invited to a dinner and you know everybody's going to be coupled up, you don't need to be a hero and go by yourself because there's going to be a point in the night when you're going to look at everybody else coupled up and you're going to feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say no because you have to guard your heart. If, had I known then what I know now, I would have known how important taking care of your soul is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you selfish. I'm not saying to just peel back and say no and disappear from everybody's lives. What I am saying is, if you are not strong enough to handle certain things, work on yourself to get strong enough. But taking care of your soul is of extreme importance. So if, if there's a guy that you think is really into you, but you're not sure, and you find yourself pursuing him, mm-hmm. you need to peel back and guard your heart. Your soul is of extreme importance. Your heart is of extreme importance. Bible says that out of the heart flows the issues of life. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that you guard your heart. Um, the woman is to be pursued. That's just, that's a clear, you know, whatever. So um, just... Just guarding, guard, guard, guard your heart. There were guys that I, I just knew that was into me. I just knew I was going to be with. And when 
I didn't end up with them, then my heart got hurt, and I got mad, I got bitter, I got mean, mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, they never told me they were going to be with me. I created this whole thing in my mind, mm -hmm. and then I, ha I had to walk through all this healing that was really unnecessary. Um, so guard your heart, um, and pray for whoever your future husband is going to be. I remember my, and I always think of myself parked on the little, um... It was like a little church by your house. That would do it. I always picture myself parked on, like, that ramp coming off of the turnpike on Sunrise, um, going off on mm -hmm. Sunrise, because every morning on the way to work, it was back-to-back -back oh. traffic, and I was, I was getting parked there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would pray every single morning I would lift up my day and whatever and whatever I prayed for myself I prayed for my husband Sorry. I didn't know who he was this was long before he and I were dating mm -hmm. um but every morning when I prayed you know if I was praying for trust in a season of unexpectedness in life then I would also say God wherever my husband is if he's dealing with trust issues that you would help him today to, to learn how to trust and I remember praying, 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 and I remember telling God, like, because I just knew that I was going to be dating somebody or married by a certain age. And when that age came and passed, and then the next year came and passed, and then the next year came and passed, and everybody else that I knew was married and on their way to having children, and I was still single with nobody in sight, um, I just remember telling the Lord, like, God, uh, you know, I'm waiting, 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 like, at this point. Whoever you give me, I'm going to honor him mm -hmm. so much because I know what it is to wait and to want. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm a feeler in some aspects. So I just, I allowed myself to feel a longing, but I turned it in, I just turned them into prayers. Like, okay, I have this longing, but, you know, whenever God gives me what he's, whatever he's going to give me, I'm, I'm going to really honor it. So that was really it, guarding my heart and praying for my husband. And my advice for the person who's dating somebody that you think you're going to marry um, I would just say guard your expectations because you might think like, okay, I'm dating this guy. We're going to get married. This is how it's going to be. We're going to date for a year. Then we're going to get married and whatever. I would just say guard your expectations and just put your hope in the Lord because you can find yourself living in a season that doesn't exist yet. And instead of just enjoying dating and enjoying what he has for you, you're you're living in this moment, okay, when's he going to propose? When am I going to get married? When are we going to start on children? When are we going to whatever? Because um, all that stuff could happen, and then, you know, either you get married, and then life happens, you know? Someone loses a job, or maybe it takes you a little longer to have a baby than expect, or all these things, you know? And um, just guard your expectation, and just put your trust in the Lord that what God has for you is for you. And when whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen, it will happen. Mm -hmm. And just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy, like, where you are and be grateful for what you have. Be content. Oh, man, that was so good. Boy, that was wavy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm probably, like, all here. It's I really good. I my seat, though. <laughs> presents. Yeah, that was so good. So, guys' perspective. Okay. Um, the question, the, the biggest boundary, the most necessary boundary to put in place as a single man Mm -hmm. and as a man dating the woman who he wants to marry. Correct. Um, okay, so for me, mm -hmm. I would say I feel to talk about the list. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and this has just been my, this was my experience. Uh, a lot of people that I, that I grew up around and, and stuff, they always were like, make a list of, of the, the type of 
girl you want to be with and you know put everything on that they want so i remember in my mind when i where i was at i'm like you know drawing out this list and the characteristics mm -hmm. uh like emotionally the time I'm, I'm i'm trying to paint this picture of a person i wasn't really ready yet to know mm -hmm. and um if i would have uh stuck to that like rigid list at the time that you know everyone was encouraging to do this like i would have i would have passed up on the best decision outside of jesus that i've ever made mm -hmm. um the one thing that i knew in my heart that weighed more than anything else was i the woman that i'm going to be with will be the kindest person i've ever known mm -hmm. and that is that's her mm -hmm. the moment that i the moment the moment that i allowed god to take his rightful place in my heart. So, he allowed me to feel everything for this woman. Uh, but if I would have been a stickler to this proverbial list, mm -hmm. I would have passed up on, a, on the best opportunity I was ever given. Mm -hmm. um, so my, to kind of articulate that in, in the framework of the question, I'd say have a boundary on allowing the Holy Spirit to paint the picture. Um, don't always think that you know everything about your own self because we're constantly in a process of learning. And I know that other people will probably give exactly the opposite advice. And that is completely good and completely okay. But this is just my perspective. And this one was, was right to me. Um, and I'm not throwing away anyone else's opinion, just to kind of uh, make that clear. But for me, that was something that I, I had to learn and mature and make a decision as a man for myself. Like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And um, it, it, it worked. Um, that is for a single man. I would say put the boundary up of, of allowing the Holy Spirit to help you make your decisions. Uh, and I know that's kind of abstract. That's who I am. You know, it's not like I wish it was more of like a you know, different, but it's not. For me, it was just allow the Holy Spirit. Give him the space mm -hmm. in your life to talk to you about your wife before you come to any conclusions. That's my advice. Uh, for a, a man who's dating a woman that he's going to marry, the boundary that you must put up. You never get that dating time back again. And I'm going to give a stereotypical answer. Um, the very best gift you can give your wife is yourself and vice versa. And I know that, you know, mo majority of young men, you know, are, are, they're not virgins at the time they get married. They've been with other partners, but, um, that's okay. Cause it's a decision of your heart and God makes all things new. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd say within your dating relationship, within the relationship you're currently in, the most important thing you can give her, the most important gift, bigger than any diamond, uh, bigger than any piece of jewelry, bigger than any amount of money, bigger than any anything, is yourself. To be fully present physically and to be fully present emotionally. That, in, in our relationship, what I saw was the biggest thing I could give to her. So I didn't get uh, bent out of shape about certain wanting things a certain way because I knew that I needed to surrender to her emotional needs at that given point in time, and I had to put I had to put my perspective behind me. I know that's kind of abstract, um, and also put the boundary up of making the decision that I will not be with my wife intimately until we're married, because 
you don't get that time back that you dated. You don't get that time back that you're engaged. And to prepare yourself like the bride would prepare herself for Christ and make herself ready. I think there's types and shadows all within that. As a man, we can make ourselves ready for our bride. We can we can allow uh, them to be put in situations where we know they, they can cave. We know everything. If you know, you know the girl you're dating well, you know the buttons, you know everything that you can allow. And I would say... Know that you know that because that's for a good reason and, and save it for a time that's appropriate because um, that literally is the greatest gift, in my opinion, that you can give someone you're with is the self-control, that restraint. Um, <clears throat> it's worth more than anything and it will bear fruit in your marriage for the rest of your life. Um, so that would be it. Oh, man. I'm just full. I'm just full right now. It's so good. It's so good. So... Um, just, is there anything else that you guys want, with, without the question I've asked, is there anything else you want to tell the audience about boundaries in dating or any advice that you would like to give, offer up? I'd say just stick to it. You know, so, you'll know your boundaries. You'll know what's appropriate for your relationship. Obviously, here's a big thing. Allow other people into your relationship. Rochelle had um, somebody mentor her specifically in purity um when we were dating someone that was completely unrelated not in our not in her age group like it was like someone that was like completely you would never mm -hmm. oh, you would never think this person was helping her it, it, just stay faithful to her commitment that she made allow other people in so that you can have some type of outlet and stick to it i mean it's it's as simple as that you see results when you stick to things just stick to it have a resolve in your heart and stick to it mm -hmm. She's like, no. No. We talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much you. for being on Jewels and Jewels. Jewels by Jewels. Love such, it. <laughs> it's such a great honor just to have the both of you here. Oh, and it's just, talk. you guys really just topped it for this Aww. awesome topic that we're doing. So, everyone, have a wonderful rest of the night. God bless.